Welcome to the ICC podcast, Intelligence Career Conversations. I'm your host, Jim Donnelly, and it is a truly a privilege to introduce our distinguished guest for this episode, Lakia Hawkins. As the founder, president, and CEO of SteelPoint Solutions, Lakia brings with her over two decades of expertise in delivering complex solutions for her government clients. Her extensive career has spanned support for both the Department of Defense and the intelligence community clients, encompassing roles as both a civilian and contractor. Her remarkable achievements are a testament to the insights gleaned from her interactions with valued customers, dedicated employees, and the guidance imparted by trusted business advisors and seasoned senior level executive mentors. Lakia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, well, I looked over your impressive background. Uh, would really like to know really what inspired to, uh, you to work in the national security space. Sure. So I started my career actually as a civilian at the Department of Defense, working for the Air Force at the Pentagon. Uh, really enjoyed the people, enjoyed the mission, uh, very challenging team com camaraderie, really focused on how do we support the warfighters um, and really getting that mentorship from some of their senior enlisted officers. Um, and it led me to believe that this was definitely a career field that was suited for me and what I wanted to do as far as my career was concerned. Great. Looking over your uh, extensive career, uh, Lakia, what do you think the intelligence community will look like in the next 10 to 20 years? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, I'm going to be forward leaning in uh, in terms of my response. I really, really hope that we begin to see the expanded use of emerging technologies. In particular, um, how do we or how can uh, AR and maybe uh, virtual reality and a hybrid of both be used to be able to uh, really enhance collaboration regardless of where you are. Um, or your geolocation, really like to see, you know, how can we also uh, really uh, implement more uh, uh, analytics such as generative AI in helping the warfighters, helping decision makers make decisions quickly, and also how can that technology be expanded to also the industrial base so that they can make more informed decisions and not be the weak link in, in that chain. Okay. Um, what professional experiences or non-professional experiences led to, you, to your current position with uh, Steel Point Solutions, Alakia? Sure. So I have had, as I, I think about uh, my experiences, I've really been afforded uh, tremendous amount of access to thought leaders, uh, regardless of where uh, I was in my career. As I mentioned at the Pentagon, uh, really had great exposure there in terms of understanding uh, the national security mission. Uh, I spent time at large organizations understanding how do they, you know, really dig into some of the uh, I see challenges as well as challenges across the public sector and how do we use that innovation and 
you know, the, the, the thought leadership of the technologists and how do we bring that technology to, to bear uh, for those uh, particular clients. And so, you know, um, sitting here as the CEO of SteelPoint, you know, that is something that really helps to ground me and, and focus, you know, where I want uh, SteelPoint to be in terms of how do we give back to uh, the IC and, and DOD sector uh, as a small business, nimble and able to bring to, to bear those different technologies similar to our, our larger uh, strategic partners. Great. No, that's great. Um, how about what are the major differences between working in the IC or defense space uh, in the public and the private sector? Yeah, so um, in the IC, it's all about national security. We, we want to know about the intelligence and how can we use that intelligence to help uh, inform uh, the, the, the command and control uh, stakeholders and what they're planning to do to protect uh, our national security interests. And so, you know, there's a dichotomy of we have the individuals who's gathering and collecting the intelligence vetting the intelligence, validating intelligence, and getting that intelligence into the right decision makers' hands so that they can actually use it for our forward deployed troops. And so, you know, when you look at, you know, what the IC mission is in comparison to the Department of Defense and how the public sector, we all play a part in it, um, I really do think that, you know, when we see it work together collaborative, collaboratively at its best, that's one of the things that I think stick sticks out, but those are the differences based on my experience. Oh, that's great, great insight. How about what's one thing you wish someone had told you when you were say five or 10 years into your career? Um, be fearless, you know, um, find a way to push past the fear um, and be open to any perceived failures because those are always opportunities to really learn new skills. Um, I, I just told one of my employees recently, there's never a good time to jump off the diving board. <laughs> Is there, there's never a good time. Um, you think that there will be, you just got to take that plunge and you got to learn from it. And then you got to make a commitment to yourself to learn from it and hopefully not repeat the mistakes. Okay, would that um, advice, Lakey, be the same to someone, say, who is just now in college or starting their career in, in the IC? Um, my, my advice to those in college would be, if you are seeking a career in the intelligence community, I really, really would encourage them to uh, apply for internships different intelligence communities they have relationships and partnerships with a number of universities and colleges large and small hbcu or otherwise um, really um, take the time to apply for as many positions as you can uh, you really think you know what you want to do but you really actually have to get the job and start working in it to see whether it's a right the right fit for you or not and also, once you apply and get that job, you begin to develop relationships. And there's an aspect of that that really requires relationship building. And so that would be my advice to individuals in college or just entering the workforce. 
Is there any advice on that same note uh, that you would give as far as giving recommendations or advice, I'd say, um, say to college students, students thinking of college students, uh, to areas specifically, um, any type of disciplines to uh, pursue? Yeah, it really just depends on what your major is. So again, if you're a computer science double E or even an information systems and science uh, candidate, then you may wanna of course look in the technology arena. Ironically enough, I've actually seen uh, math majors as well as psychology majors also enter into the technology arena as well as English majors. Um, so there's a, a spot you know, for uh, college students who are uh, may have uh, or, or pursuing a degree in a, in a non-technology arena. You may not think that uh, these agencies would be interested in you, but that is not the case. Uh, I look at several resumes regardless of your years of experience. And so therefore, you know, that's why I say explore and really try to figure out, you know, try to apply for internships and hopefully determine whether or not that's the right path for you. Um, and then you, if you wanna be a linguist, so if you are a foreign language major, you may wanna look at, you know, being a linguist. And so there are many different options. Uh, my best advice is to sit down with your career counselor, maybe your academic advisor. Um, those can also be champions or mentors for you and really determine, you know, what would be a, a, a good career path for you based on what your career goals are based on uh, your major. Hey, no, I think that's great advice. How about looking at, looking at your career? Um, what's the best career advice that you've received? Don't stay in one job too long. <laughs> um, especially, it's okay if you're with one agency or one company, but do a number of things, um, especially when you're first starting out. Uh, I would encourage people, you know, maybe stay in the position for no longer than two or three years. And then once you've identified whether or not uh, a position that you think you want to go deep in, then you begin to seek assignments that will allow you to gain additional skills and experiences and relationships so that you can have the depth of knowledge needed to master that particular career field. Great. Um, how about what skills have been most beneficial to you uh, in your career, Lakia? Oh, that's a great um, question. Uh, trust, 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 and then uh, we can always count on Lakia to get the job done when we need the job done. Um, uh, that is something that has stuck with me, you know, throughout my 25 plus year career. Um, it is something that has opened up many doors for me. Um, and it is definitely something that has allowed me opportunities to work on some amazing projects. People understand that when they're working with Lakia and therefore Steel Point, that they're going to get someone that has their interest at heart. Their challenges are my challenges. I'm gonna work super hard to figure out how we can accomplish the goal together so that they get the maximum value and impact. That's great. How, as a segue to that, what habits do you keep that you believe positively affect your career and, and that of Steel Point? 
Sure. So one of the things that I think has positively affected my career um, is my um, desire to continuously learn and hone my craft. Um, I love to be around uh, thought leaders, smart people, doers. And so even if I'm just the person who's sitting in the room, I don't always have to talk. Um, I'm learning, I'm picking up different words, I'm taking notes, I'm seeing actually how they are using or conveying their message to influence and get their point across to the audience so that they can build um, the, um, um, the uh, uh, build the necessary um, approvals that's needed in order to help make the requirement successful. And so that is something that we do at Steel Point. Yes, we want to be active listeners. Yes, we do want to solve problems. But how do we really tap into the person and what's really important to them to really be able to guide and direct and provide meaningful and substantive recommendations that's going to impact the majority. And so that is something that has really been critical and key, not only to me, but also how we operate at Steel Point. Good. Um, and on that note, um, where or what did you turn to for continuous learning or skill development? And also you could apply that also to your employees within Steel Point. Sure. So personally, every day my routine is um, even before I get my day started, I'm reading at least three articles and they're not technology articles. I may read articles on what's happening in the merger and acquisition community, what's happening in the IC community, what's happening uh, in terms of human capital and uh, what uh, different employees are looking for from employers. And so um, anything that I see of value, I will pass that information along to different employees in the company based on their role or based on the conversations that we've had in terms of what they want to do. The, the other thing that we do at Steel Point is we develop uh, individual development plans for all of our employees. Uh, we make sure that the managers go over those IDPs at least twice annually to number one, see, engage, you know, where they are in terms of actually achieving the uh, goals that they have set out. And the number two, you know, what if anything we can do to help them with any blockers. Um, and so that is something that, you know, not only I do personally, but also professionally within Steel Point. Professional development, anyone will tell you, is very, very key. Uh, right now, um, one thing that we're doing, and you don't see this in a lot of small businesses because um, a lot of times they really only focus on maybe the CEO, but at Steel Point, as a growing company, we've decided to bring in an external uh, firm to help with leadership development. And so, you know, what does leadership mean to Steel Point? How do we cultivate leadership? And how do we actually um, define it? And then how do we pass it on to our managers and then the workforce so that it's, it's institutionalized from the CEO down and it's pervasive? So that's been something that's very uh, critical for Steel Point. The other thing that I do is um, I will buy books. And if there's a book that I have read, 
um, like, for example, The Speed of Trust by Steve Covey. Sorry to make a plug here. Um, that was a book that was recommended to me. I really love that book. And so I took that, I, I went out and brought, I think, 13 copies and gave that book to all of my senior leaders and program managers. Don't I think that's outstanding. Um, how about when, when you look on your career, what accomplishments or accomplishment or accomplishments are you most proud of, Lakia, and why? When I look over my career, um, the biggest accomplishment that I am most proud of is I was able, uh, and I share this with some people, before Steel Point was started, um, I wrote down on one piece of paper, you know, um, Steel Point's uh, strategic, tactical, and operational goals for the company. I still carry it around with me in my wallet. And there's one thing to actually see a piece of paper, but to take that piece of paper and then make it a reality, that by far is one of the biggest accomplishments. And it's not an accomplishment because I was able to do it, but it's because of the impact that we've been able to have as a small minority woman-owned firm where we're hiring people within our communities to really support um, the IC and other clients utilizing emerging technologies. And that is something that I am super proud of. And uh, it'll stick with me for the rest of my days. I, I, I would think so. You should be very proud of that achievement. Um, how about, do you, did you or do you have a mentor, an ally, and how did he or she uh, affect your professional development? Of course, I've always had mentors, advisors, and champions. Um, I, I had several champions. I used to be uh, an IBMer, um, and I had so many champions there. They really helped to, uh, as I was going from a, uh, a senior level to really the executive level, they really helped me to focus and guide my career in such a way that when Steel Point launched, launching Steel Point by no means was intimidating. I didn't view it as a risk. I felt like, you know, we were going to go down, knock down doors and, and, and just really be successful. And we were prepared to do that. And, and that was thanks to um, all of the different opportunities that were afforded to me by the folks at uh, IBM. But then if I go all the way back to my time at the Pentagon, um, and working with those uh, senior enlisted and non-enlisted officers. Um, I remember someone by the name of Marty Romero. She uh, worked in our office and I shook her hand one day and, and she shook my hand so hard and I asked her, and I think I was probably 19 at the time. So that was like 28 years ago. And I said, Marty, why are you shaking my hand so hard? And she was like, because you have to have a firm handshake um, because that's a sign of professionalism. And, and, and from that point, that, that stuck with me all my days. And so no matter who you are, no matter what your role is, you're always going to get a firm handshake from Lakia Hawkins. And she ultimately ended up being a champion of mine. But, you know, I've had informal and formal mentors and I have someone that I can point to, whether I was first starting in my career or where I am today that's helped to guide and shape me and hopefully help me uh, make good decisions. Great, no, great, uh, great example. 
Um, how about what do you, switching gears a little bit, uh, what do you see as the biggest workforce challenge facing the IC now, Lakia? I can only speak to this from, you know, the role that I am as CEO at Steel Point. The biggest challenge that we have, especially since uh, so much of our work is providing support to the intelligence community is, you know, as a small business, you know, how can we get uh, our employees through the adjudication time, uh, especially when they are required to be on site? Um, in some instances, depending on, you know, who the individual is or what the agency, uh, that turnaround can be anywhere from six to 24 months. And it's such a wide and varying range. And there's really no rhyme or reason to me, you know, uh, sitting here, you know, why the disparity and, and the time it takes. Um, one would think that you would be able to look at a sampling size and be able to say, okay, here's the root cause of the problem and, and, and here are some things that we can do, perhaps using emerging technology to help us, you know, expedite the, the time it takes. And I would imagine, and I know for certain that uh, in the civil, the civilian sector, they're experiencing the same challenges and they're, they're coming up with some great and innovative ideas to help get those people working. And, you know, I just wish that, you know, they did more to help small businesses like Steel Point do the same thing. Some agencies are doing a great job, but there's still a lot of work to do. Okay. Um, next question around workforce is what changes do you hope to see implemented that would help attract a talented, diverse pipeline in the, into the uh, IC community? Yeah, so one, I would like to see, you know, uh, the government figure out a way to um, allow uh, some of the work that truly can be done in an unclassified arena be done remotely. Uh, we are competing uh, regardless uh, whether you're IC, public, private sector, we're all competing for the same talent pool. And so anything that they can do to, you know, allow us or afford us the opportunity to compete with the private sector, that would be helpful. So, so more uh, work remotely, not less figuring out a way to really uh, determine what is classified versus uh, not. Um, does everything need to be classified or is there some things that really simply don't need to be classified? So let's take a look at the overuse of uh, classification. And again, how can we utilize uh, emerging technologies such as generative AI and other uh, technologies to help expedite and accelerate that process? Um, and then even when you're working remotely, how do we still maintain the team cohesiveness? Um, that's super important. Uh, I think that it actually, if, if someone were to look at it, uh, when you are able to interact with your colleagues and other professional, I think that that adds to and increases the quality of work um, and it helps with any type of mental health issues. And so, you know, how can we really you know, increase uh, team collaboration while we're still working per perhaps remotely. But those are the top three things that I would think that would help us really compete and attract and retain talent regardless of whether you are a civilian or you're a contractor. Great, I, all great ideas and perspectives, uh, Kia. One more and going back uh, to you individually is, was there one career pivot point 
uh, that really shaped your career trajectory being, as we mentioned, the CEO of uh, Steelpoint? Yeah, I tell this story all the time. Um, I was working so hard um, and uh, I remember I was trying to uh, get this one that was the highest you could get in terms of your annual evaluation. Um, I ended up getting the one, but because we were going through sequestration, I actually did not you know, get the bonus that typically is provided to people who get a one. And the short story is, is that in order to get that one, you know, I lost the time that I should have had, should have provided to my family. Uh, I had a two-year-old son, I had an eight-year-old son, and I can barely remember the time I had with the two-year-old son. So that was the trade-off working so hard to get that one only to find out that at the end of that one, I actually did not get the result uh, or, or the benefits of that hard work. And so that was the, a pivotal time in my career where I said, you know what, um, if I'm going to work this hard, I need to do it for myself. And I didn't immediately make the transition away from that employer. And I wasn't upset at the employer. I was really more upset with myself. But at that point in time, I decided it was time to go from being someone who was working for someone to being a job creator. And so that is that was the pivotal point in my career. Great, no, great example. And obviously, wish you uh, continued success. Uh, well, we, we sincerely appreciate you having on the, having you on the podcast today. And we're truly grateful for your willingness to share your valuable experience and insight with us. Uh, that will conclude today's podcast. Uh, thank you again. And uh, thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you, Jim. Have a good day. You too now.